welcome to the Companies to Watch show. I'm Kevin Harrington, the creator of the infomercial. I'm also one of the original sharks on the hit TV show, Shark Tank. But now I'm helping innovate leaders like you become equipped with the knowledge you need to more than 100x your success. For more than 30 years, I've been empowering entrepreneurs and innovative business leaders to turn dreams into mind-boggling reality. On this show, we talk with guests and reveal the secrets to help push past all your questions and excuses, empowering you to achieve success. Stick around to the end of the show, where we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest-growing entrepreneurial podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to Companies to Watch show. I'm Jeff, and today we have the privilege of talking to someone recognized as one of the top 100 most influential in the experience industry who has designed customer experiences for some of the biggest brands in the world. He's founder and CEO of Experience Willow, Kevin Finke. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jeff. Glad to be here. Hey, we are grateful to have you. Uh, so let's start off with the obvious. What is Experience Willow? What do you guys do there? Well, if I didn't tell you we did experiences uh, just based off our name, you probably would be surprised. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, we're um, we're experience consultants, and basically, we work with business leaders, um, help them to think um, more consciously about the experiences, not only that customers, but actually the largest part of our business today is the experiences that employees have working uh, for those leaders and inside those companies. Um, what we have found through decades of research is that when leaders think. Um, consciously pay attention to what their employees and their customers, um, what's happening, what they like, you know, what they're feeling, what they're thinking. Um, when you pay attention to that, and especially when you go about it in a way that fixes the experience so that they have a better one, um, it, uh, it reaps dividends. You know, employees are more engaged, they're more productive, they're more excited to come to work and customers keep coming back and buying. Um, yeah. So we try to help business leaders think through all that and, and have, make sure that they have better experiences um, in that way. Yeah. So tell me a little about that process. So if a client comes to you and, and yeah. wants to talk more about their customer experience, what kind of things are you looking at? Like what, are, what, I guess, what is the, the experience just as an employee or at, at events? Like what would it, where would you guys start? Sure. So um, we're, we're our, uh, a, a collective of storytellers and human-centered designers. Mm -hmm. And so we follow a design thinking model in both spaces. You know, we kind of have two branches to our willow tree. Um, we have that customer and lifestyle branch, and then we have the kind of culture and employee branch. Um, but we follow the same process. And uh, human-centered design has been around for a while. It was really uh, I think, um, gained popularity in the last decade um, because of Silicon Valley and a lot of the tech um, companies thinking and using design thinking to, you know, put their software and their platforms out into the world. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but everything is grounded in empathy. And that's where we start. You have to have empathy for the user, the participant, the guest, the employee, the customer. Um, and, and empathy is really the secret sauce of all design, of all experience design. And it's really about figuring out what they're thinking, feeling, doing, saying about the experience. And, and by the way, when I say experience, that means a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. um, in, in the employee world, it could be a very, you know, a one-time event, like a day one experience, you know, part of an onboarding program. Sure. It could be, it could be performance management and the experience of being managed and your performance being managed for an entire year. You know, like it, 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 it we apply the same process and it all gotcha. starts in empathy and how are they thinking and feeling you do kind of current state 
And then you talk about, well, what do we wish they were thinking and feeling? What do we wish they were saying and doing? Um, and really the design work is about closing that gap and, and trying to answer, you know, um, their needs, the problems that they're having to try to solve for those. Um, and uh, we go through after empathy, we do a, a process of defining problems um, and then ideating and prototyping solutions for those and going out and testing them with employees and customers and eventually getting to a place where you're rolling that out, you know, um, in, uh, in a more active way. So that's, that's really the process that we follow. That's really awesome. And how long have you guys been doing that then? Well, I've been doing design work for my entire career. So I'll, mm -hmm. um, I'm going on almost 30 years. Sure. But, uh, I, I opened uh, Experience Willow in 2012. So we, we started, you know, I, my background is uh, I, I, I was brought up in the advertising agency world. Um, and although I wasn't a traditional ad guy, I was more an event and an experiential marketer. So I built, you know, retail footprints inside stores. I took retail stores out into, you know, the community and did sampling events, um, worked with lots of big brands on, on sports and entertainment marketing, uh, different properties. Um, and that was my background, but I was always doing, you know, I look at it as design work. Um, and when I started Willow, that was the lowest hanging fruit for me. I had an existing clientele. I had credibility. I'd done really well for myself. And so I started in customer and consumer experience design. And, um, and you know, I did that for a couple of years. And it was actually being introduced to a company here in Atlanta, where I call home, uh, NCR, which is a global technology company. I started working with their CMO, their chief marketing officer, and was helping her think through um, sort of the, the, some of their customer marketing experience. And in that process, I met their chief HR officer. Um, and she was very intrigued by me, my energy, my passion, the work I was doing. And one day she sat me down and she said, Kevin, could you not do exactly what you're doing for us and customer? Could you not do the same thing in employee? Hmm. And I had to sit there for a while and think with her. And I said, well, no one's ever asked me that. And I said, but you know, well, all we're doing in the customer world is building consumer culture, customer culture, you know, building the brand franchise, getting more people to consume. And I said, in the employee world, I guess it's the same thing. We would help you build employee culture, organizational culture. I um, mean, they're all having experiences with you as well. And, you know, our ultimate job is to get people to engage with brands. And at some level, that's what you are as an employer. You have an employer brand. I said, I think I can do that. Hmm. And that started in 2014. And it is now I mean, it has grown every year, year over year, and we just continue to take on more clients. I think as the chief, you know, executive suite in, in you know, C-suite has really recognized that culture is very important um, yeah. to, um, to overall performance, you know? And yeah. so it's just been, it's been a great ride to be on. And I, I credit that chief HR officer for setting us and creating a new service line, you know, a new branch of our tree. So, yeah. Well, let's talk about the, the impact that you feel like that your company has had in that respect, like, can you look at uh, a specific case study or specific customer where you kind of came in and just worked some sort of magic that made uh, them really, really excited about how they're doing business? You know, we're right off the hills of the American Business Award. Um, they just were announced two weeks ago, and we won uh, 2021 a Minority Owned Business of the Year. And that entire case study that we presented was about disrupting human resources, actually trying to help HR evolve and disrupting it with human-centered design. And so mm. I think the impact we're having is that, you know, we now call ourselves at some level HR practitioners. You know, we are providers in that space. And many times we're actually... My team and myself, we're filling in a gap um, inside HR organizations who maybe are under-resourced, but um, we're bringing 
you know, prototyping and design, you know, uh, all of these things um, that that product managers and, you know, on the customer side of the business are very used to using. And we're, you know, that's really the impact we're having is we're literally changing an entire industry. Mm. And I think of one of the case studies we have currently is with a small fintech firm on Wall Street, just 150 employees. But, you know, we, we the chief people officer reached out to us and she was new and she said, hey, I've heard a lot about you. Would you, would you come on board and really help me cement our culture and we, they haven't done a lot of HR. I'm the first chief people officer here, although the firm's been around for eight years and mm. really helped me think consciously about how we recruit, who we recruit, think about how they're brought on and onboarded and they start at the company, you know, think through our performance process. That was actually one of the first things we did with them and using, and in and, and all of this work, because we bring in this, more of this customer methodology, I set up design labs. And that's what I've been doing in all of my, you know, in all of this work that we do is we kind of set up this design lab. And in COVID, we've been doing it virtually, setting up literal virtual labs using technology. Um, in some of our clients pre-COVID, we were setting up physical labs. And, you know, getting an HR person to think agile, to think design, that is not how their brains work. It's not mm. where they've been schooled. And it's really that disruptive way of working is really the impact we're having. And with this particular client, you know, as she brought us on just in the first year and a half, They've seen engagement go up 12 points. Um, they have exceeded their sales goals like they never have. Um, they've launched innovations faster than they ever have. And why? Because their employees are more engaged. They have better, you know, they've been able to increase their talent um, and get better talent in the company. Um, and, you know, we're impacting the bottom line with HR, which I think is a beautiful, you know, because mm. HR usually is the unsung heroes of an organization. You know? Sure. Um, they're usually not seen that way, but that's the kind of impact we're seeing with a client like them. And had similar stories with other clients as well. Now, I know that your experience uh, going back even before that was working, like I had mentioned in the intro, some some big brands. I know that you were with Momentum. Uh, yes. Is that true? Uh, and you worked with Coca-Cola. And some, so tell me a little bit about what yeah. that was like and having such a kind of a big brand under your, your purview there for a little while. Yeah. So Momentum Worldwide is one of the largest global experiential agencies. They're part of uh, IPG, part of the McCann World Group. Um, and I actually started working for them on General Motors. And um, I was in, in, that, in that time, we were calling it consumer kind of promotions and experiential marketing. Um, and uh, I was quickly noticed as I was working there on the GM brand, um, I actually caught the eye of an EVP. And she was like, hey, we're just starting to work with Coke. Would you, I was at the time in Detroit uh, calling on GM. And she's like, would you just help me kind of work regionally with Coke. And I just started to dabble and she liked what she saw. She said, Hey, we're going to start an, an operation in Atlanta. Would you pick up, you know, uh, everything and just move to Atlanta and help me start, you know, our operation there. And so that was, it was, a. I mean, it, it jump started a huge piece of my career. I mean, I got a huge pay hike. I got a great, you know, a great uh, new title. And, um, and I started working, calling on Coca-Cola in Atlanta, Georgia. It doesn't get any better. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but I was calling on their national team. So helping them think through their sports marketing strategies and also through their entertainment strategies. So entertainment wise, we were working with brands like Disney and, um, and Warner brothers. In fact, um, uh, I got to work with JK Rowling, um, in the early two thousands on her first, uh, film release for Harry Potter. Um, and we did a huge, you know, global promotion around around Harry Potter and did a lot of stuff inside retail and, you know, um, did a whole thing where we recreated Hogwarts and, you know, got to send the um, winners off to Hogwarts in, in the UK, which was kind of cool. Wow. But, you know, the, the, a lot of that work was very sports oriented. So um, I was helping them. Uh, I did two Olympic uh, games. So we did the Sydney games 
and also the Salt Lake uh, Winter Games here in the States. And for the Salt Lake Games, we did everything from everything that was anything you saw, a Coca-Cola can, a package, you know, whatever that was in store, if there was, you know, some sort of promotion going on, that was my team, you know, doing all of that work. But we also were supporting the torch relay. So we worked with another agency and we put um, literally Coca-Cola's presence in the torch relay as it hit American soil. And it went through all 50 states and ended up in Salt Lake. I even got to run with the torch in Chicago. Wow. But, you know, we, but that's a huge massive experience that was sure. long. You know, yeah. um, and I look back at that work really fondly. You know, you're just as a marketer, it doesn't get any better than, you know, one of the most powerful brands in the world. And then you're touching some of the most powerful properties in the world, like, yeah, car, you know, NCAA, things like that. Yeah. I noticed that Harry Potter was in your uh, in your LinkedIn bio, too. And the, the the geek in me got very excited when you mentioned that. So you, you got to meet J.K. Rowling then and it, talk. Well, at that time, um, there was there was no. Okay, I got to think. Yeah, there was no Zoom. There was no video calling. Sure. So it was all conference calling. I never got to sit in a room with her. Gotcha. She, but we were presenting concepts to her. She was, she literally, you know, she controlled that brand. You know, did you see oh, yeah. that? Even when when the marketers got a hold of it, she made sure that she signed off on everything. So I was part of that, you know, that process of being with my client counterpart on calls, presenting concepts to JK, her team, and the Warner Brothers teams. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So what are you most uh, excited about uh, that uh, uh, experience Willow is working on uh, right now? What, what kind of, what is really getting you excited about coming to work every day? You know, I, I, first of all, I, 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 you know, I never had a, I loved what I did marketing wise, but there was still something missing, you know, in, in 2010, when I left my last agency. And I said, when I, when I come back to work, I was going to take some time off. When I come back, I'm going to do it on my own terms. I'm going to have my own company. Mm-hmm. And I'm wanting to do it in a way that ignites, you know, my own passion and curiosity and creativity. And I will say that, um, you know, I didn't feel it at first with Willow in terms of some of that work I was doing um, from, you know, working on the customer side. But the moment I started working in the employee space and I started working, if you know anything about data, people don't like to work. Like mm. engagement is really low and engagements are just a measurement of how much people give you, how much they love their job or don't love it. And, you know, globally there's, there's four plus billion people working and it's less than 30% of them are engaged, meaning they like what they do. They love what they do. They give it all their heart. That's 70% of the workforce. And so to be able to work with executive leaders and HR leaders, business leaders to really transform cultures and create great workplaces that's meaningful, purposeful mm-hmm. for me, because we bring that home. And today in COVID, we literally are sitting in our homes while we're yeah, working, right? Sure. So, and it's, an, it's a really critical time in business. And to be part of that journey with companies as they rethink what it means to work at their company, you know, whether it's in an office, outside an office, you know, all the new technologies that are exploding, how do you manage performance and productivity when people aren't in front of you every day? That's what I get excited about because it's all new design challenges. They're just new problems that we're helping them solve in ways that are employee centric so that employees, you know, fall more in love with their work. They find the right job. They, you know, they, they find the right career for themselves. So, you know, that's the stuff I'm really excited about is, is just the time that we're in and this work that we get to do with these clients, helping them, you know, re-strategize work and work experiences. Yeah. Based on some of the companies that you've done this for, uh, what advice would you give a company that, you know, maybe there's a CEO out there listening right now who's like, yeah, this is, this is something we need to do at, at our company. 
where, what advice would you give them to kind of get started to, to start thinking about engagement and experience as something that is, as a priority at their, their company? Yeah. So I think it's, first of all, really important at the top of of every company that there is a very clear strategic vision for your company. Like what kind of work, product, services, solution, what is it you creating? And, And as an executive leader, you have to be three and five years ahead of where you are today, right? Like you have to be crafting a strategic vision to keep growing and pursuing some sort of thing that isn't yet done. Mm-hmm. And I think once you have a clear strategy, you can now start to understand what kind of culture do I have to have in place? I just define culture as a group of people that are really bound together with a shared story. And so I'm my first part of my work is always like, what story is alive inside your company? Who is it you are? Who is it you want to be? How do people need to be working? What do they need to be valuing, right? What are, what are the norms you can expect from them as they work? Um, and once you're clear kind of on that, then you can get to get busy you know, looking at where you are today, if you already are a company that's in existence to say, where am I in alignment with that? And where am I not? Like, if I'm, am I recruiting the right people? Well, Mm -hmm. let's think about our recruitment experience, you know, where we're doing outreach, where we're not doing it, you know, the kinds of people we're going after. Um, Onboarding is a first impression with a company and you have to say, okay, well, if this is what we want to be, how do we onboard people to make sure that they can be as successful and productive as possible, as quickly as possible, right? Mm -hmm. So it really does start with a very clear vision and then thinking through culturally who you want to be in order to achieve that vision. And then it's just about, you know, constantly monitoring, tracking, designing, redesigning the experience of work to be in alignment with that, you know, as you grow and as you pursue that vision and, and as you, and if you actually are lucky enough to actually accomplish it, the next vision, right. You might Mm. want to revision it. I I mentioned um, NCR earlier, you know, in 2000, I think seven, 2008, they brought on a new CEO. His name was Bill Nudy. And if you know anything, anything about NCR, they started as national cash register in Dayton, Ohio, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 150 years ago. And they, always been at that point of transaction between business and and consumer, right? Well, he was brought on because they're like, hey, we just can't continue being a manufacturer. We've got to take this company and make it a software company. And that's why that HR officer came to me. She's like, we have a new strategic vision for our company, but we are a manufacturing culture. We have got to continue Mm. to transform into a software culture. And if you know anything about manufacturing companies and software companies, they do not operate the same. (laughs) And so that, if just then I think that explanation shows you that why we were challenged with what we were challenged with. Like, how do we consciously design a new culture and at the same time change the systems and practices and ways of working to be in alignment with that so they can achieve their software, you know, vision goals of what they want to become. You know, that's, and I think that's a great example of that. What does the future look like for Experience Willow? What are you most excited about that's next? Well, I want just to continue these design labs and working with more and more HR teams and executive teams. I want to continue growing that. Um, it's because I have, I get so much purpose out of it. But I think our next service line is we're starting to develop our own proprietary content. So guidebooks, books, um, virtual courses, master classes, you know, in-person workshops. We want to teach business leaders. Um, and HR leaders, this art of, you know, storytelling and design, the way we look at it. Um, mm-hmm. I always tell my clients, I know this might sound crazy, but I sort of want to work myself out of work, mm-hmm. meaning 
I want to give you the tools. I want to enable you, your people, empower them with new ways of thinking so you can start doing this on your own and I can keep moving on to the next client because mm-hmm, I want to mm-hmm. have mass, you know, I want a mass impact. Um, and uh, it's a little bit tradi- non-traditional consulting model. A lot of consultants like to stay on board, you know, and continue building those hours. And I, I will do that for as long as my clients want. But, you know, this new kind of um, line of business with this proprietary training and learning um, and workshopping, I think that's going to be really exciting because now Experience Willow, you know, I want to get our brand out there in a different way, not just consulting, but now training and, and you know, and, and, and trying to get people to think differently about work and, you know, and creating workplace experiences. And, and by the way, that, that work, the, as I said, the model is the model. I mean, people, if they, if they even wanted to, you know, take a course like that or read a book, it's also going to be relevant for anything they're doing in their customer worlds as well. So, yeah. yeah. Well, before we go, I do want to give you a chance to tell folks how they can find your company, your website, things like that. How can they contact you? Well, we, uh, our entire story, all of our work is at experiencewillow.com. So that's our, our website from there. You can obviously link out to some of our, you know, our social media feeds and follow some of our, you know, our, our perspective and some of the work that we share on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram. I think those are the best ways, you know, there is a contact page on our website. It comes right to my email box. So, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty good about, uh, uh, getting back pretty quickly. So, you know, those are the best ways to connect with us. And, you know, um, I'm sorry to do a lot more speaking and sharing of conferences and things like that. And, uh, and so, you know, if you follow me personally on Twitter or LinkedIn as well, you know, you can see a lot of the work I share there and, you know, and, and come, you know, come and experience one of my workshops live. I would love that. Um, I have a couple coming up in July, actually. Um, I do a lot of work with internal communications, you know, communicators inside companies that do employee communications. And I'm going to be chairing in July, end of July for the Advanced Learning Institute, which is a great partner of ours. Um, I'm going to be chairing their strategic internal conference, which is their largest conference. Um, it's it's virtual in today's COVID world. Sure. But it's- the largest internal comms conference and they're looking forward to getting back out there and, you know, being in Boston and on the West coast, um, they tend to have those, um, throughout the year more in person, but right now it's virtual. So come by and stop by, you know, one of those or sign up for that. And I'd love to you know, talk people, you know, there as well. Awesome, man. It sounds, I mean, it's just exciting what you guys are doing. It sounds like an amazing, uh, line of work. It sounds like something that I wish I had gotten into because it's <laughs> it's very exciting. I know employee engagement is very important at the company that I work for, the my my full time job, and uh, they do a great job of it there. But um, I just love it. Just sounds amazing what you're doing. You're really kind of changing cultures at, at, at companies and making them making them different. So uh, thank you so much for sharing with us today and all your expert expertise and experience. We appreciate it. Thank you. I've really appreciated our time together. Thank you to the whole team at you know companies to watch show. I really appreciate it, and I look forward to to uh, um, hopefully you guys are going to get get. I think it's like you're you're just getting this started, right? This particular podcast. I think the, you are one of the first few episodes. Yeah, you are you are one of our first few guests. So we appreciate that you're helping us launch this. So thank you so well, much. It'll be it'll be on my list for sure to be listening to on a regular basis. So thank you so much. All right. And thank you for listening to another episode of Companies to Watch show. And we'll see you next time. Kevin Harrington here. And I want to thank you for listening to the Companies to Watch show. Now, if you're a successful entrepreneur, CEO, innovator, or startup on the rise, and you'd like to be considered for this program, please visit kevinharrington.tv slash podcast two slash apply. 
Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you like to share this episode on your social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag companies to watch show. My team and I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions, and we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss out on any episodes ahead, just subscribe. And your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. It mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to our website, kevinharrington.tv, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.